Welcome to The Mortgage Life, a space for down-to-earth conversations about how mortgages contribute to your life. Well, that sounds canned and maybe a little boring. What? There are so many parts to the mortgage industry and real estate finance we can explore and share with our listeners. Okay, you're right. You're right, Mindy. Our goal is to help secure our clients' financial future. I'm Pete Salamosi. I'm Mindy Bodwin. And I'm Sue Salamosi. We're your hosts. Welcome to The Mortgage Life. So today is April 12th, 2023. And today we have with us Professor Tom Davidoff from the UBC Sauter School of Business. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you. Thank you for so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your background uh, so that our, our listeners know who you are? Sure. I'm an economist. I teach at the University of uh, British Columbia. My primary areas of interest are uh, housing markets, uh, cities, uh, land use regulations, aging, and insurance. So very applicable to talking about the Bank of Canada rate announcements and how that's going to impact things. One would hope. <laughs> so so today was the third Bank of Canada uh, rate reading, or we could call it the policy report, uh, of this year. And the, there was no change in the rate. So some people would say that that was a nothing burger on a nothing bun with a side of nothing fries. But we all know that the policy report is more than just rate. So, Tom, can you tell us a little bit about what this entire report kind of talks about in terms of real estate rates, et cetera, and kind of how that's going to affect those consumers? Sure. Well, uh, the first thing I would say is uh, the big news coming out of the report was they anticipate inflation really coming down by the end of the year, I think, to two and a half, two point three. Uh, which is, you know, above where they want to be at 2%, but way below uh, where we've been over the past year. So that's really quite good news and encouraging. Um, Housing markets, you know, have been surprisingly resilient. uh, So that's good. Commercial real estate, not so sure. Uh, The other big news today, of course, came out of the U.S., where there was an inflation report, uh, which provided mixed news. And the thing is, you know, the U.S. really has a lot of relationship to Canada. We sure. share a lot. They're a big trading partner, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's tough for our monetary policy to be too far out of whack with theirs, although it is expected that the U.S. central bank will continue to raise interest rates. But inflation news was pretty good out of the U.S. Uh, they were down to, I think, uh, 5% year over year and quite a bit less month over month. For the main index now, you can think about components of inflation, and there the news was a bit more mixed, uh, but pretty good news out of the U.S., no change in Canada with an expectation of rates continuing to decline. So a mostly, I wouldn't say a nothing burger day, I'd say a pretty pretty solidly good day. So these sort of market happenings right now, um, what is this all telling us about real estate and the price of real estate and even the building of new real estate? Right. So real estate, broadly, we can define uh, divide into owner-occupied residential and then commercial, which would include apartments, but also office, retail, industrial. And um, residential is the one, of course, most people think about in terms of their own uh, finances. And what's been really striking is everybody knows if you've tried to buy a property or or refinance your home or just renew your mortgage loan, 
interest rates are up a lot. We had incredibly low interest rates, you know, one and a half percent for five years, uh, roughly at a low point. And uh, now we're up to uh, as high as, you know, six, six and a half on variables. And that's, you know, tough. That's uh, a really uh, big increase. Fixed rate loans much more expensive than they were. So you would think that would really drive down prices because when rates go up, uh, how much of a house you can afford to make payments on falls, you know, and it can fall pretty dramatically and has. So you would think uh, prices would have collapsed because of the just buyers just couldn't pay uh, current prices. That hasn't happened. And, and, you know, for an investor, of course, you know, rents aren't going to come close to covering mortgage payments. So you think there'd be no more demand. Well, that's been true. I think demand has fallen quite a bit, but supply has fallen even more. You know, people who didn't want to sell their home, uh, uh, you know, a year and a half ago when prices were 20% higher than they are today. Well, if you didn't want to sell at that price, you don't want to sell at today's price either. And so the withdrawal of sellers from the market has prevented prices from collapsing. And now there's a little bit of a race going on or a war of attrition. That is, will rates come down to bring buyers in uh, before enough sellers die, uh, get divorced, change jobs or whatever it is that sort of forces a sale? And that'll be interesting to watch. That's that's almost my next question. I think you, you have telepathy because if we're looking at a market that has had a lot of downward pressure on homes because it's been tougher to qualify. What does that mean for rates moving forward? Like, is is the fact that the inflation has started to come down, does that mean that the Bank of Canada will start to ease off on rates or are they just going to hold steady? And in addition to that, that's the variable rate side. What does that kind of translate to in terms of the fixed side? Because the fixed kind of comes from a totally different side of the market. That's right. Uh, I think 10-year bonds, which are longer duration bonds, which measure not just where are interest rates today, but where are they going to be over the next many years? I think they were about flat today uh, in response to the news from the Bank of the Canada. But, you know, 10-year rates are now lower uh, than short-term rates. And that indicates that people believe rates are going to come down because the Bank of Canada will say we're close to or at our target inflation level. Uh, and then uh, as a result, uh, they can bring rates down. So people think rates are coming down. Now, exactly where, you know, that that's something you can read off of uh, the yield curve. You know, wh what month do they think rates are going to come down with what probability? That's, of course, harder to know. But there's a general view that these high rates we're seeing today are, you know, are, are uh, probably not going to be here for too much longer. How interesting. Because of all this, like I think the Bank of Canada in their, their monetary policy report today, they kind of point to the fact that there might still be a recession. Oh, yeah, that's certainly a possibility. We saw the bank uh, collapses in the U.S. Uh, so, you know, generally speaking, when banks start to be more cautious about making loans, you know, doing things like lending to people who want to, I mean, apartment is the easiest to understand or an office building, right? If somebody wants to buy an office building, a bank is going to be really reluctant to lend at prices that haven't collapsed. Because the rents, which haven't changed as a result of high interest rates, really, and may have fallen due to COVID uh, and vacancies, right, the landlord just won't be able to make payments. And so the loan won't get made. You don't have investment. Well, there's businesses that are much more sophisticated uh, than office building landlording, right, like uh, tech, uh, any, any kind of investment project. It's the same deal. If consumer prices aren't growing as fast as interest rates. Uh, investment isn't going to make sense. So that means businesses don't invest. That means there's not capital to employ uh, labor with. 
And that means uh, lower employment growth and possibly unemployment growth. Uh, and that's when you start to get into a recession. So with mentioning the the U.S. bank collapse, and then, of course, we got the Swiss bank one as well. Are Canadian banks in trouble? Is this Are any, any of our financial institutions exposed how these ones would have been? You know, I want to be careful not to get over my skis. Uh, I, from, from the little I've read, I think Canadian banks are better diversified than U.S. banks. Canadian banks are pretty conservative. You know, there aren't very many of them. They make juicy profits. They don't want to blow it by taking risks and putting all their eggs in one basket. So to my knowledge, Canadian banks are pretty safe. But again, if you had uh, stagflation, you know, say energy prices are persistently high because of the war in Ukraine and whatever else, and uh, central banks just have to keep on ratcheting rates to, to stop runaway inflation, you know, then all kinds of bad things could happen. I don't think that's particularly likely, though. So it sounds like this, what we're dealing with right now is kind of an in-between time. Maybe it's almost like looking at uh, a two-sided coin. On the one side, we could potentially still see some difficulties from potentially going into a recession. So things could be a little difficult, but at the same time, that also means that rates could potentially come down. So realistically for the end consumer, as long as you've done your homework and you've, you've planned and budgeted and you can afford that house, then this could potentially be a good thing, but don't get too far over your skis. <laughs> That's right. That, that's right. Uh, always you want to make sure that, you know, should rates persist, if you get a variable rate or with a fixed rate, there is the stress test, but make sure you can afford to make your payments uh, if something goes a little bit wrong or, you know, you start to have vacancy uh, in a commercial property or you lose income on, a, on, on your own uh, residence. So, yeah, I think uh, now is potentially a good buying time because rates are likely to decline and there's probably a lot of buyers who will only enter the market uh, when affordability of mortgages gets better. So if you've got a lot of cash on hand, probably a pretty decent time to uh, go, go into the market. That said, of course, Canadian real estate prices are plenty high already, and it's no by no means a guarantee you're going to to profit from doing that. Tom, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for providing us with your insights and your expertise. Yes, thanks, Tom. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you. This is The Mortgage Life. We look forward to continuing the conversation. So come back and listen. 